Welcome back to the Tin Talk Podcast. It's actually my first time on. Max's first time on. Some of you may know who Max is. Most of you probably do, but uh, Max is brand manager for Tin Man Elite, and I'm going to be talking to him a little bit about all of that process today. And uh, Max and I have known each other for a long time, so um, yeah, we're going to dive into some things here. So first kind of thing I want to talk to you about is, uh, you know, you knew nothing about running yeah. before you came out here. Yeah. Um, and I think that's maybe a little bit different. The running world is very much like you were a cross-country runner in high school. Mm-hmm. You ran in college. You've you know been obsessed with running since you kind of got into that journey. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about just the process of you reaching out to me when I was kind of, you know, getting yeah. my running career started and uh, why you basically decided to uh, join us that first summer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, the the original first summer that I was out here with Tin Man Elite was uh, 2019, and leading up to that, I was uh, at school at Virginia Tech. I was actually on a study abroad program in Switzerland, and like just trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my my summer coming up. I had had previous sort of like office internships in the past, but um, being friends with Drew, having visited Boulder when he first moved out here, when it was just Reed and Sam, and we, uh, me and another friend from high school, Nick, we came out here and Tom, we came out here to just visit Drew and see what Boulder was like, but it was really just from the friendship side of things to be like, Drew, what are you up to? Um, met Drew and Sam and that was when they weren't even living here yet. And at the time Drew was like, I bet one of you guys is going to move out here one day. And I like looked at the other two guys. I was like, it's not gonna be me. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be back home in Virginia doing, doing whatever job I'm going to find after college. And then uh, catching up with Drew that uh, spring semester before that summer, uh, he was talking about Tin Man Elite and the cool stuff they were up to. I was following them on Instagram and just loving to see what Drew was up to at the time. Um, and so I was, I, I think Drew both both of us saw an opportunity to help you know each other's journeys with me helping Drew be able to expand what Tim Man Elite was doing at the time and then me for myself to be able to actually have something cool to go do that summer in my head I was like oh I'll be able to go do this and meet some people at Adidas and then maybe I'll go work for Adidas uh and that was like the main reason why I basically came home from my study abroad trip for three days back in Virginia and then immediately flew out to I guess it was San Francisco technically I didn't even get to Boulder um to go film Peyton Jordan but yeah I'd I was just Drew's friend in high school. Like I, I was not his teammate. I, I was, I sat next to him in AP environmental and whatever other classes we had at Loudoun Valley. And we were just buddies, you know, like I talked to him about running sometimes, but that was not a world that I was a part of. I played lacrosse in high school. And so like, to me, I knew Drew was on like a totally different level, but in my head I was, it was like just as cool for me to be winning state championships in lacrosse than for Drew to be winning national championships. But he like always treated it like, like he wasn't on another level, and it didn't like, you know, sort of have this, this feeling of, um, I'm, I'm just on a different level than the rest of even our other friends who play different sports, and so that was always a really great thing to be able to have in high school, and just like really helped our friendships, and then I think helped connect me to get out here. Yeah, uh, we really threw you to the wolves when you first mm-hmm. came out here, so. Some people may know his story, and I actually just posted the link to his first YouTube video on my Twitter feed, so if you want to go look at that, go ahead. But uh, we basically were like, hey, you're coming out. Um, Let's fly you out to Peyton Jordan Invitational and film for the first time ever for you know track and field or anything. I wanted to ask you about that video, but before you go into that, can you talk to me a little bit about what track what you knew about track yeah. before you showed up to Peyton Jordan Invitational. Yeah. Basically my only experience with track was going to like my high school friends, like the home meets, the dual meets. And I go watch my friends like run the 400 or in the four by four. And like, I'm sure I watched Drew a couple times. I remember more going to cross country meets and watching Drew race, even freshman year, like and freshman year, like Drew wasn't like quite the best. Yet. Like there were other kids on the team who were better than him, but I, I remember one time in cross country watching like the best kid on Loudoun Valley come across the line and just absolutely die. And just like, like I was like, what are these people doing to themselves? And then Drew comes like five seconds later looking like, like nose breathing, you know? And I was like, 
that's pretty insane. But like the track meets that I went to were just like, you know, the team at Loudoun Valley is like 150 kids. And it was like the sport that you just did to be with your friends. And so in my head, I was like, you know, like, I'm glad people have a community and a team and stuff. But that's what it was, you know, like everybody from every sport would come together to do track at Valley. And but like, you know, you'd go race at these races and like pen relays when that happened, like totally went over my head. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, like we must be good at this. But the Penn State relays, (laughs) Penn State relays. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that was that was basically it. Like, you know, I watched track like during the olympics during the summer olympics and i loved it it's one of my favorite sports to watch and i think i've always loved the summer olympics in that way and the the competitiveness but i didn't know any names like maybe i knew mo farah and like galen rupp maybe when he won silver in 2016 but that was it like that was very much it. i didn't know anything about the rest of the sport i didn't know who was at the top of the sport from the american side of things who was making olympic teams and um, that all quickly changed over summer. Yeah, so flew you out to Peyton Jordan for your first kind of like, you know, Max was basically our first intern for Tim and Elite, and uh, his job was really simple. It was we wanted to start a YouTube channel. We wanted to, uh, you know, start a series called Inside Tim and Elite, which I'm sure many of you have seen uh, is, you know, still something we do today and basically show the ins and out of uh, – not just what a professional runner does, but specifically what Tim and Elite professional runners do, because I would say what we do is a little bit different than a lot of teams. Um, but you flew out to Peyton Jordan and were basically dumped at a track meet and said, hey, make a video. Mm-hmm. What was, uh, once you, you know, film, can you talk a little bit about, like, in what was going through your head, what you know now looking back mm-hmm. on, like, okay, what do you think I did well in that first mm-hmm. video? And then, uh, what, you know, rewatching that stuff, what are you like, man, that was pretty bad. And now I'm a lot better at this. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, that first experience with filming a track meet? Yeah. I mean, it was so much fun and especially like now being able to reflect on it and looking back at what actually happened at that race and having three world championship qualifying times. Um, so it was like very surreal and just like, I couldn't comprehend how like good of a race that was at the time but even just the weekend as a whole like I had to be filming this video but at the same time like meeting almost the entire team and not like I didn't know any of these guys I knew Drew and Sam so I you know but I mean sorry Reed and Sam but Reed wasn't there it was just Sam I was like I came to dinner and I was like I have to film these guys that I've never met before um to like try and make a video um, but I had nothing to go off of. I remember going into that summer and asking Drew, like, is there any running content I should be watching to, like, sort of key off of? And he's like, I mean, yeah, like, there's a couple channels, but, like, not really. Like, just sort of make what you're going to make. And so I just, like, kind of trusted my instincts on uh, filming as much as possible around the race, whether it was the warm-ups or the driving to dinner or like that kind of stuff i just tried to let the camera roll for as long as possible and like the guys were super funny so i was just like filming the funny moments and but like actually at the track meet thank god running is like not that serious because i just walked in with the guys like pretended like i was a coach or something i had like a little coach's wristband uh and you know i got to go into the warm-up area and just like sit there and film i didn't know any other runners i didn't know any other you know, like media people, I was just like a stupid kid with a camera. And uh, probably the biggest thing when I go back and watch that video is I wish I just like filmed more of the race. I like, I think there's only maybe like 20 seconds or 30 <laughs> seconds of like a 5k. I'm like, oh man, I could have made that so much longer. But to me, I'm like, well, this is boring. Like they're <laughs> just like running laps. Like the beginning's interesting and like maybe one or two laps in the middle and then like the last bit of it. Um, and so that's just what I put in the edit. And that edit took me so long like it took me probably like 20 or 25 hours to edit like you know, a 15 minute video um because i would just i just kept going back and re-watching the video for some reason and I and just sam to... would say add subtitles <laughs> add subtitles add subtitles yeah and sam would just be over my shoulder just like breathing in my ear telling me to <laughs> You know, he's like, oh, yeah, you probably and you probably want to put splits and you probably and can we make this and add a song here? Like, you should just add a title card here. Sam is always heavy on title cards and (laughs) subtitles and you got to tell people this and that. And at the time, I didn't know anything. So Sam was very much like my creative direction for 
what to show in running and and also just from a sense of like being a viewer and knowing what's interesting and what's not interesting and that first video to me was so much of a learning experience and it was so awesome and uh, I remember going to I think it was like to film with you guys at the rec center like mm -hmm. the week or two after um, and I remember saying like if this video gets 10,000 views like I'm gonna that would be so cool like that was really the goal even by the end of the summer you know like release this and uh and it has a lot more than that now um yeah. but that was you know that was just the standard because there was no standard like we were just making something that didn't exist before and i was just making a video that i thought was cool but i was never intimidated by the guys or the running world really and i think that's what benefited me and allowed me to just like make what i wanted to make because they're there wasn't a standard that I had to live up to. And so it was more of like anything that exists right now will be good. Uh, so that was, I mean, yeah, that was such a great weekend. Yeah. I feel when I look back on your kind of first summer of work, uh, I mean, a, I look back on those videos and like, they're so fun. And I think you did such a great job capturing just like how simple and fun running was for us. Um, like, I mean, in that video alone, there's that beat, we have the whole, this <laughs> yeah. is the, we'd never do this now, but we have like a whole second day where we went yeah. to like Half Moon Bay Beach yeah. and it's just us like, just like doing nothing important, yeah. but just like hanging out and Max filmed all that. Yeah. And that's like a whole another four or five minutes in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's great. We were kind of creating this narrative of who Tim and Elite was without even doing it. We were mm -hmm. just being ourselves mm -hmm. and then just showing everyone in the running world what that was. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I think that's it's really fun to look back on and it's kinda cool to hear that perspective. Yeah. You had some other obviously race videos that whole summer. Like mm -hmm. we you know, we basically documented everything up until USA Champs. Mm -hmm. Um can you talk to us about um, what your goal was by the end of the summer, either with the YouTube channel or with Tim and Elite, and then, um, you know, what your vision was going back to school and mm -hmm. then kind of like saying, okay, do I want to do this full time? Mm -hmm. What does this look like? Can this be something that is a real job for me? Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, first summer, the rest of the summer, and then going into, you know, you going back to Virginia Tech for your senior year? Yeah. I mean, that summer, I think still stands as the best summer that I've ever had. Like, just the amount of fun, the amount of travel that I got to do, the places that we went, like, I just don't think there's really anything better. Like, you got to travel with your friends, make videos about it. Um, at the time, like, it was very, like, I was sleeping in Drew's closet. Like, it was that whole, like, experience of just, like, come here to have an experience. And, like, there was, there was no end goal, really, outside of me wanting to potentially be like, oh, here's people at Adidas. When I go to maybe apply for an Adidas job... I have some people that I can reference and, but outside of that, like I was going to go back to school and then go to the job fair like everybody else. And that was sort of my thought. Like it was just going to be a really cool experience, a chance to connect with Drew and his running journey uh, and, you know, understand it in a different way. But the way that everything progressed and picked up through that summer, uh, I, th I would say mostly what, what made me realize and everybody realized that this could be something where I could come back to and actually work full time was the product sales that summer and everything selling out so quickly and us trying to figure out where to get more product and what to print on and uh, just seeing our audience grow and the excitement and the community piece. I was like, why would I go do something else that theoretically, you know, like having Adidas next to my name on LinkedIn or whatever would probably be a bit more impressive to my friends at school right and you know there's not a lot to show them when there's just a basement and a couple of youtube videos but i was having so much fun that I, that's just what i wanted my life to be it wasn't really necessarily about work or even about making money um it was just about doing what i wanted to do and i think by the end of that summer um like maybe a couple weeks after i left and went back to school we hit 10,000 subscribers on youtube and i remember that being like a really cool milestone for me and um always loved YouTube and sort of the way that you can represent your niche so well and just dive into these topics and show these things that this one audience can go crazy over. And I love that. And I remember editing the bloopers video while I was still at school and just being so nostalgic and being like, 
you know, why did I come back? You know, Sam told me to drop out. He was like, why don't you just stay? Like, we're going to have enough money where we can pay you. And, um, you know, you know, you want to be out here after just like stay. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I thought about it, but, uh, I had one more year in Blacksburg at Virginia tech. And so I just thought that was, you know, the right thing to do to go back to school. And I, I had a blast going back from my senior year and, pretty much every single break that we had at school, whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas winter break or spring break, I was, um, I was coming to Boulder and booking a flight immediately. So my parents barely got to see me that, that, uh, that year of school. But yeah, that was, I I guess that was sort of the, the general piece of like turning, turning the internship into something full time. And I think also, you know, I started, even though I started out just trying to make videos, like I got so interested in the rest of the business with sponsorships and packing the product and like building out our website. Like I just sort of found myself being in charge of packing all of our orders and printing out all the packing slips. And, uh, that was a blast for me too. Like I just loved it all. And I think it made sense for me to come back and help with just the growth of the team. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I definitely, uh, you know, remember that time frame and definitely remember you, you know kind of considering like oh man like okay i know what i want to do now Mm -hmm. school doesn't necessarily fit that narrative but you know i should go get my degree and everything um i want to dive into more of uh you know the basically the greater business of the team outside Mm -hmm. of just media but i do want to finish up a little bit with um storytelling and Mm -hmm. you talking a little bit about that uh there was a twitter thread the other day i was reading about basically um talking about steve jobs and apple Mm -hmm. and nike and all these big companies and how at the ethos of all of them and how they really got off the ground Mm -hmm. was basically telling a story Mm -hmm. um and i think that was something that tim annalee did so so well Mm -hmm. early on and we had max to do that which was you know something that a lot of teams don't have but um what do you think about, you know, how you started this YouTube channel with us and how that has infiltrated all aspects mm-hmm. of the business and it's kind of been the lifeblood of, you know, allowing us to sell product? Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about how – and it maybe it was unintentional at yeah, first. Yeah. We were just making YouTube videos, yeah. but that was kind of, like I said, you know, what fueled everything else. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, that and do you think that's accurate or yeah. do you think, you know – um, it was, you know, the story was already there and yeah. we just needed to tell it. Um, what, yeah. do, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think what was interesting is the, the lack of like self-awareness of like where the team was and the excitement. Like it was just really, the guys were just so excited to be with each other and every, everybody on the team is so alike, but also so different. But I think at that time, as far as like the age group and the excitedness, like everybody was in that early twenties, like have a bunch of energy, like that first summer was okay. Here's the race weekend in the meet, but like half the stuff that we're actually worried about is the after party afterwards. And like going to see all their other buddies and friends who were in the track world. And to me, that was so cool and fun to meet people like that. But that was like part of like, I, I guess that there just wasn't a focus on like um, really. I mean, I think there was an understanding that we were telling stories, but when you've just got like one camera and you're like trying to sort of vlog and like film races and film interviews afterwards, I think it was more just about sharing an experience rather than we need to tell this specific story and like actually understanding what the stories were. They were just unfolding, you know, with everything that was happening. And I think that was just inevitable with the setup of the team. You know, you have these three guys, you start recruiting people left and right uh, who are really just excited about all of this and everybody who's at totally different performance levels. So these like cool stories started to unfold, but because we just had a camera there and we were capturing things in the first place, I think the stories just became that and what was yeah. happening, um, which is great. It made my life super easy. Like there was only really towards the end where I started to look back at the beginning videos of what we're making and look actually how to improve it and how to add additional storytelling elements to it. Because yeah, I think, and I think it's the Tin Man brand in general that a lot of it just formed by us doing stuff at the beginning. And now we look back on it and we're like, Oh, our brand is this, this, and this, and this is how we tell a story. Um, But it didn't start by being intentional about that. It just started by doing, doing it. Totally. Zooming out from not just Tim and elite, but the running world as a whole, Mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm sure, you know, we talk about this all the time, but you've seen how media has changed so mm-hmm. much in the running yeah. world. Um, and, you know, maybe we're too, I'm tooting my own horn and Tim Man's own yeah. horn here, but I really think that we help jumpstart a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like even just now you look at it, basically every professional yeah. team has someone with a camera on mm-hmm. staff now. That was not a thing mm-hmm. even three years ago, two years ago, yeah. um, what do you think about that? And yeah. do you think that is a good direction for the sport? And do you think that's something that, uh, like, are you proud that, you know, we were maybe some of the yeah, pioneers yeah. in that, in that journey? Yeah, I'm so proud. I think it's the main reason why I still love this job so much. And I loved it since the beginning, even though I knew nothing about running. Like it's, it feels so weird to be so passionate about like a community and a sport that I've actually never participated in. Like I haven't even raced or you know i've trained here and there and the guys have helped me with that but um you know there's no reason for me to be as passionate about this sport as i am and i think the the main piece that i really love that helps me come back to this is the the fact that we can have an impact on a group of people and grow something that didn't exist previously and take something that was potentially struggling and make it better and that's i think um, why it's so great to see so many teams with people with cameras and trying to share stories. And there's some teams out there doing a really great job, but I also think there's teams out there that just get a camera person just to have them because like it's a new standard and that's hard, you know, to see sometimes where it's like, well, it's a step in the right direction. But honestly, like I've, I've always wanted competition for Tim Man Elite, uh, with, you know, making YouTube videos and putting out the next best piece of content because, for a while, the the competitiveness was just about the runners getting better. But, you know, Tin Man Elite was selling more merch than everybody and had more YouTube subscribers than, than other teams. And so it's nice now to sort of feel the heat of some of these other teams doing a really good job at sharing a lot of these things. But it's also, I think this team has always been made up of people who will always continue to push the envelope and continue to push the sport better because we have to understand just like the media landscape as a whole and how we use our different social medias and how we go about using our limited resources to make the right content. So it is really cool to see it. And I'm excited to see there be more storytelling specifically with other teams because that benefits the sport as well, especially at the professional level. You just have to understand who the runners are in order to care. Otherwise we're just out here chasing times and like, it's not that fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's a bare minimum now where, Mm -hmm. Uh, track and field is a severely underfunded sport, mm-hmm. but teams should at least invest in someone that can yeah. share the highs and lows of every track and field athlete and mm-hmm. team out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been talking a lot about you know some of the good stuff, mm-hmm. but part of your job is also sharing some of the you know harder moments for Tim and Elite. Yeah. Can you you know we had obviously we had you know. Um, 2020 with Mm -hmm. covid and then 2021 with basically you know the fallout with um with you know our previous coach Mm -hmm. and then uh you know basically the whole team running very poorly uh that was hard on you Yeah, yeah um it was hard on you because you had everyone leaning on you to do your job which was tell the story of the guys and the you know our, our team as a whole and the story was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, just what was going through your head mm-hmm. during that time and how you could, you know, articulate a story that, you know, maybe was really almost all negative, mm-hmm. but still, you know, fit into the greater narrative of a comeback for Tim Man Elite or, you know, something along those lines. So can you talk maybe about some of the lows yeah. you've had with the team and hard parts of storytelling and then also just, you know, what you look for when you're, you know, editing a video that's yeah. kind of hard to edit? Yeah, right. I mean, that's sort of like even in that first Peyton Jordan video, like a lot of guys didn't race well. And I think it really established Tim Man Elite as being the team that shares both the good and the bad and shares the entire story of the entire team. And that was really great, I think, for me to be uh, encouraged to do that with what we share versus what we don't. But as 2021 started to come through in like that spring racing season and it was just one bad race after another, uh, the hardest part was making the decisions, I think, on what do we put out there and how do we frame the narrative of the team 
to like reflect the effort and while while at the same time not really being able to completely share like we had done with everything else like mm-hmm. here's exactly what's happening and here's what we're going through and we want to share everything and then when things start to get really bad it's so easy to just like get you know you you just like have a shell and you don't want to share things and you only you start to lean towards how everybody else maybe in the sport does things or it's just like let me just share some good moments here and there and let me not really talk about a lot or get too deep into things because if we do we just end up looking bad uh and what's hard is uh you kind of always have to have a light at the end of the tunnel or a good performance to be able to talk about the bad ones because you can't just go into a video just like watching somebody fail and then like not think not know that there's going to be something good happening because then all of a sudden the weekend's over and you have no idea how they're going to do and I think where that first really like big season of Inside Timmy Elite stemmed from was just the need to well not even a need but like we couldn't post weekend Inside Timmy Elite videos like we had done every other weekend when races went well or even not that great and but it was still like a cool enough experience to share and there was something uh to take away from it but weekend after weekend like month after month bad things happening I was like what are we going to do with all this and at the time, we were really building on the success of the previous year's uh, YouTube channel and and just, like, growth of the audience in general. So we had both a photographer and a videographer intern with us, like, traveling to most of these meets. I just felt like such a dummy, like, using all of these team resources to have three media people to come film, you know, something that just, like, wasn't going right. And I was like, how can we end up using this toward you know to to hopefully like really actually tell the story how we want to and we inevitably got that opportunity which is great but yeah that was like everybody sort of dealt with that time differently it was really hard for the athletes but it was hard for me to see my friends in that situation and you know I would have liked to be there more I think for the rest of the team and the rest of the athletes to be supportive because I wasn't going through nearly what they were going through. But at the same time, like if the whole team's going through something bad, like not re- you can't really be there for each other because you want somebody to be there for you. And so everybody had to go out to their, you know, community, their significant others, their family to be able to get reassurance. And I think at the end of the day, everybody knew that we would come back to each other, but that was hard. And yeah, I, d- I did feel, you know, have to deal with different things, I guess, but um, in the grand scheme of things, like we made it, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> no, and I, I, and looking back, I, uh, when you look at what you, Kevin, and Joe mm-hmm. were able to create at the end of the summer, it's, um, it, it's very honest, but it's also like such a reflection of okay, you know, this is a part of the sport. Like there are so many. I mean, I just think of you know what just, you know, Cam Levins has been, you know, mm-hmm. was a hero in college mm-hmm. and was one of the best runners, Olympian, you know, great runner for Oregon Project, and then kind of was irrelevant for four or five years, mm-hmm. and then, bam, like, just ran a 205 marathon, and yeah. I think... Um, best driven. Yeah, exactly, best <laughs> driven series ever, um, and I think, you know, it was hard for us when we were going through that to see any kind of good come from that. But because we have, uh, you know, you filming the highs and the lows and then creating something at the end of it, it's like, Holy crap. Okay, man, this was a tough year. And I think that has been really reflective for a lot of the guys on the team and Mm -hmm. able to, you know, like you said, look back on this stuff and actually learn and grow from it. Um, that maybe we wouldn't otherwise have if we didn't have, um, those series. I do want to talk about, the interns, um, yeah, yeah. which you alluded to, you're yeah. making my job easy. You're just <laughs> flowing into every, all the next topics. Yeah. Um, Tim and Elite has had interns basically every single kind of summer since 2019, yeah. and you know even throughout the year um, when COVID hit and everything. And I think uh, it's been this weird thing where the interns have left Tim and Elite and gone on to do some really oh, yeah. cool stuff mm-hmm. afterwards. And I know, you know, you take a lot of pride in that yeah. and, you know, we take a lot of pride as, you know, being that team where young, excited, mm-hmm. you know, creative creatives mm-hmm. come and spend a summer learning, shooting out in Boulder, Colorado, and then go on 
to make some awesome stuff for us and then they go back to you know wherever their school is or whatever and all of them have done really really well for themselves so can you yeah. talk you know about uh kind of the inception of the idea of having mm-hmm. an intern and then you know joe kevin paul all of them you know now doing great stuff yeah i mean that that was so cool for me and i think uh i think a, i felt weird at first because at the time like joe was the first intern in the summer of 2020 mm-hmm. and that puts me uh you know, three months out of college. Like it felt so weird to be like responsible for somebody. Like I was supposed to be the grunt. Like I, I was so used to being in that intern spot myself, making videos, packing orders, doing all these things. And now all of a sudden there was somebody that I was like sort of responsible for and making sure that they were doing work well. And, uh, I think I, because Joe is my, the, the first one, I just, I didn't know. I, I didn't. I wasn't teaching him anything. I wasn't telling him anything. Like he was just around and there, and he did such a good job on picking up on everything and just shooting day in and day out to get better. And we sat down here and folded T-shirts for hours and hours. But we'd all do it together, and I think that was uh, a really important thing for you know just the team in general and the operations, and for Joe to learn that like you know that sweat equity piece and just putting in work wherever it was needed uh, to help out the team. Uh, as a whole was really rewarding and yeah with Joe specifically like he was already going to be out in Boulder and Sam talked to him I didn't interview Joe at all Sam basically just said well you can come do some work for the team when you're out here I was like oh okay like I wasn't planning on it at all and then all of a sudden he was out here for like a week and we told him like hey actually we're actually just gonna hire you and he was like okay and so he like (laughs) sat here and folded t-shirts and took photos and made some graphic things and you know we didn't rely on him to do a lot because i was still doing you know i was making youtube videos joe was just a photo guy but it was just nice to have additional stuff and sam always had ideas that i just like couldn't do by myself and so to be able to work in like a creative team uh with somebody who actually made stuff like i did was really cool to be able to do mixed media and find different ways to storytell with the team uh that was like a great experience for me as well and then um i don't know if i can take that much credit for how much joe like exploded in his skill level Mm -hmm. uh because like all of a sudden there was like one month where we all decided to go back and look at joe's first photos here we're like what are these like (laughs) they were so not good and we would tell that to joe's face yes yes oh yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah he loves it yeah and yeah, it was like, it was crazy. And it's like, oh, well, now we've got like a really talented person on our hands. And he was doing online school and stay, decided to stay out in Boulder. So we had him for like a year or, or like, you know, more, probably 14, 15 months, something like that, which was incredible. And then we wanted to make more YouTube videos. So we decided to actually like, maybe this internship program can actually be something legit. And so we put out sort of call to action for applications and we got over like a hundred and something so applications. Cool. It was awesome. But, and it was like the coolest experience to go through every single one individually and see what people decided to send us and share with us. And the, the range of just like, Hey, I've actually never made anything before, but I want to come out and participate to these people that were just so talented, like more talented than me. And that was like very intimidating. And I had to learn how to, I guess accept my own value within the team and accept that like, okay, I, um, part of my value is understanding how the team works and the rest of it and being comfortable to be able to work with people. But then I looked at Kevin's portfolio. I was like, this guy's better than me. I'm making videos like full stop. Like he could make short form. He could make long form. They're beautiful cinematic. I was like, I've never learned how to do that. Like I just made vlog videos and I, like nobody taught me really how to use a camera. Like my dad, I got, I had my dad's hand-me-down camera and, um, and I was like, well, I have to check my own ego here and just hire this kid and know that we're going to make some really cool stuff. And so we hired Kevin and, uh, made the first season of inside Tim elites. And we worked so well together. He was so easy to work with. He was also such a grinder. I think that's been the, the common theme between all of our interns is like all of them just want to work all the time. Uh, and that, for, you know, like editing that first season, we would we start at like eight or 9am and be down here until like 11pm. Uh, because we didn't like, it wasn't because 
we just like worked inefficiently. <laughs> like that was sort of the issue. It's like we'd we'd go through and edit some of these videos, and then Kevin had to spend like half a day trying to figure out how to color grade because we had no idea what that was, and um, go through all of these interviews and go th- and you know transcribe them because like nobody taught us how to make it. But the exciting part was being able to go through and be like, oh, how do we want to frame all of this and storytell and put these all together so that they fit. That was the really cool part, and then having Kevin skilled enough to be able to know how to take all those pieces and put it together. And when I go back and watch, I can see Kevin's sequences like from a mile away compared to mine because they're just so skillfully like put together. And it's great because now I work with Kevin on a lot of freelance stuff as well. And I watch his videos to get better. Like that's just, that's what it is. And so, um, now Joe is full-time freelance, absolutely crushing it, making way too much money. And, Kevin's working for Heartbreak Hill Running Company and, uh, you know, helping them explode in growth. Like, they've done incredible with their online sales. They're looking into starting new stores. Like, they're, you know, it's so cool to have that relationship with Heartbreak now and see Kevin's impact on what they're doing. Uh, And then came Paul this last summer, who was like, it was different because Paul is. Frat boy Paul. Frat boy Paul. (laughs) Hey, Sig. yeah, Paul goes to the University of Oregon now and shoots for their track team and their athletic team. So, of course... Not a bad gig. N- not a bad <laughs> gig. He's crushing it now, too. And uh, But he was like a high schooler going into college. So there was like... There's just such a difference of, you know, me being just out of college um, and then looking at them like, oh, now I actually have like four years on this kid. But he was so like... I would be shitting my pants if I was in his position. Like 18, coming in and living in a house with like, you know, mid-20s people... Um, and he was just like fearless and got to know everybody so well and um, really took great direction on because at that point and I think at a point that we're at now is like we have a style of how we make stuff. And so it's more about teaching the intern the style first and then letting them do what they want freely because we always want to be able to use the creative, um, the different perspectives that these new interns bring in. Um, and he was just so talented as well, just like Kevin to be able to put together a sequence and, you know, then me looking at an 18 year old being better than me, I was like, here we go again. Um, but Paul crushed it as well and is doing great now. And it's so, it's really exciting now to look to this next summer and, um, see who we might be able to work with, but also very rewarding and just knowing that so many people have come through here and contributed to where the team is now. And I'm still really happy to be here, but at the same time, what Tim Manalit has done has put people in almost every facet of the running world in general, whether it's Joe working with other pro teams or other companies and Kevin in the retail running space and Paul working in the collegiate game. Like we have connections everywhere now and it's really cool to see, uh, you know, we can, like we've talked about, we think we've had an impact on the running world uh, with uh, the new media that we've done and, you know, being sort of like uh, a team that people look to in order to see what to make. But I think what's like a proven thing that we've done for the running world is these interns because they're out in the world right now. Like they've been influenced by the program here and uh, now are taking that sort of storytelling style that we've had and implementing it other places. So that's also very cool to me to see like real people doing stuff that we've all done together. Yeah, that. You know, looking back, I remember when you were looking through the applications of everyone, like, that's probably one of the coolest things mm-hmm. is we put out that, you know, hey, who wants to work with us for the summer? Oh, yeah. And people were chomping at the bit. Yeah. Um, even the guy behind the camera. Yeah. Uh, Sam Teller. Yeah, Mr. A... Mr. Sam Teller uh, yeah. was, you know. Uh, he, was you a, know. he was a top, he was like a last five finalist. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So. Hey, he almost made the cut, but look at him now. He's yeah. behind the camera again. He's, yeah. he's our roommate here at Bighorn. Yeah. And, uh you know, just, just to show too, like the, the community that we've built and we're able to call back on people now, which is fantastic. And we've worked with so many other people just from a freelance perspective on shooting at specific races or, um, you know, coming here for a week. Um, also have to give a big shout out to Ben Weingart as well, who is actually my predecessor Mm -hmm. in, um, he, he was essentially the first intern I would say, Mm -hmm. uh, but his, uh, being just a photography specific background, he came in wanting to make some really cool pieces, which he did. Yeah. And now being able to continue to work with Ben at Puma, it's cool. It's yeah. just another person at a shoe company brand 
who Tim Elliott has had an impact on and to be able to work with him now on other stuff. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. No, Ben's, uh, work is still, you know, my favorite stuff. Yeah. To, yeah. To look it's, at. it's still yeah, like, it's, because he was yeah. really here during the early days, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. And like from, you know, even photos from the old apartment mm-hmm. to the new stuff here, yeah. it's so like nostalgic and, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's going to be some of the most important stuff that Tin Man will ever have because it's true documentation of totally. like the, that beginning process versus me sort of tacking on once once we knew once I knew there was something cool here, then yeah. I was like, all right, I'll come. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and Ben actually was the first person to think about Tin Talk, so we actually have yeah. to give him credit for oh, yeah, this. Yeah. A few years later, we're yeah. you know, reviving it and bringing yeah. it back to life. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, really cool to kind of see the paper trail of all the stuff that those yeah. guys have done. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about media stuff and to be honest, you're doing a lot less of that stuff nowadays. Um, and moving into, I'd say more of a CEO role for the team. Um, you know, as you've alluded to, you kind of have your hands in every aspect of Tim and elite. Um, what, are some things you'd like to work on yeah. with the team going forward, um, being in more of that, you know, like I said, CEO manager, manager role, um, and, you know, having eggs in a million different mm-hmm. baskets. Uh, what yeah. are some things you'd, uh, like to see and what are your big goals for Tim Manley in 2023 and 2024? Yeah. Um, it's really rewarding for me now to be able to work on and have my hand in almost every facet of the business. Now, I think as we've gone through the years and I, I really do think that, my time with Tin Man started in media just because that was what you guys wanted. Like mm-hmm. you guys were probably having conversations, which actually I'd be curious to hear about is like what you expected me to be at the beginning of this, but we can come back to that. Um, in, you know, Tin Man wanted to make YouTube videos at the time. I was like, cool. Like I can pick up a camera and I can do that. Um, but for me, like Tin Man as an organization was the cool part. It was, the fact that we were making merch and selling it on a website and then we got to see the sales come in and the, yeah. and the support and we got to see people in person and I got to learn about professional sports and I got to learn about agents and I got to learn about uh, partnering with brands and what they expected out of you and like all of that has just been like invaluable to my career in general and as we've continued to evolve and, and I've continued to do more work with the team, I, I think step like I what I could have done is just gone straight media route and been like I'm making more inside Tim Man Elite uh series and I'm going to do all these interviews and I'm going to bring my storytelling to the next level uh and I still like have so much interest in doing that but I couldn't ever let go of the rest of the pieces of the business like I loved lo- learning how the contracts worked with the individual athletes and um what it meant to bring coaches on and new sponsorships and how do you reach out to companies and how do you know what to offer them? And, uh, I was, that stuff just got me equally as excited. And I think now realizing that there are so many people out there like Sam, who are just very talented and can make really good work. I think where Tin Man just needed the most help now is with the running of the business because the running of the business has been done by the athletes since the inception with Drew, Sam, Reed, and Connor really spearheading the direction of the team in terms of how many more athletes do we want to add and who do we want to sponsor and where and when we make money, where should it go and how should we invest it? Like, are we growing a professional running team or are we growing a business? Like, all of those questions are so fascinating to me and like mm-hmm. make me wake up every day and like barely put on a hoodie to come downstairs to start working. Like uh, those are the things that really excite me now. And so that's what I'm trying to spend more time doing, especially with the 2024 Olympic cycle sort of coming to an end and knowing that Tin Man Elite could be in a very different position post 2024 with the team Adidas contract being up then. And a lot of the individual athletes contracts being up then I want to make sure that Tin Man Elite is set up in the best way possible and also give the athletes the best opportunity to achieve their dreams because as much as Tin Man Elite I'm sure has been sort of like achieving a dream for you like it's sort of like you've always everybody's entered here trying to be the best runner possible and so to give like you Sam Connor and Reed the ability to just like clock in and clock out and work on what you want to but at the same time like as soon as something starts to stress you out a little bit like it affects your running in one way or another whether it's affecting your life and then your life you know like all of that is what I've learned about 
living and watching you guys be runners is that the smoother life is going, the smoother running can go. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really excited now to be able to, uh, try and help Tin Man be in the best spot possible while you guys can achieve what you want to achieve in this next year. And, um, yeah, some of those things include, uh, you know, going after, going after additional sponsors to help support the team. Um, you know, we, we found, I think that product sales are so up and down, uh, especially with the setup of this business being money in and money out or just money out basically every single month. You know, you want to pay the athletes, you want to pay the travel stipends, strength coach, coaches, everything, you know, it's just like you have to pay money to make a, uh, a professional running team like this run. But when we only do drops once every two months or, um, or we have these sort of times where like, you know, there's not racing happening. There's not certain things to drum up excitement in order, uh, to get the support that we need. Like you just need consistent revenue. And I think we've done such a good job at building the brand and the community of the team where, I really hope that there's a lot of companies out there who would want to be able to work with us and us represent their their company and their brand in the best way possible because we live the Tin Man Elite brand and we try to live the rest of the brands that we're partnered with as well. Like you see Adidas everywhere. We've got our own shoes with them, which is incredible. And, you know, with Koros as well and uh, being able to, you know, have the athletes wear their watches every single day and be able to talk about them authentically um, it just makes sense to be able to find companies who identify with the journey of the team and where the team is at and how we operate. And yeah, we're basically just working on trying to get there. Um, Drew's also doing a ton of work on that front as well. You know, we have some companies that we've that we're working with individually. I think that's been a really cool piece too that we should probably talk about is um, the work that you and me have done together from like a business side of things. And I think the perfect example is, uh, the Europe series from this summer and being able to like individually pitch companies to just get enough money to go travel to Europe. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What is, what are some of the business things that you've done and that we've been able to do together that you found for your own career outside of running and how it's been able to fit in? Yeah, no, I, I, as many people who like look outside, looking in at professional runners, like it's, it's very important to, uh, you know, be diligent about your training, your weights, nutrition, all that stuff. But you do have five to six hours in the middle of the day mm. that you're either sitting and watching Netflix mm. or you're, you know, trying to learn and mm. trying to, you know, challenge yourself. And I've just always been someone that needs to be learning or challenging myself and, I look at my running career as a launch pad for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I look at, you know, the opportunity I have right now is, um, you know, I get to make so many unique connections mm -hmm. and I kind of like look at everything I love. So running, mm -hmm. meeting new people, working with new businesses, financial stuff. Mm -hmm. And I look at, you know, the intersection of all those things. And that's basically, you know, pitching Team Man Elite to be, you know, a brand ambassador for so many of these companies that align with what we do. Um, and so that's been really fun to, you know, kind of daydream and work yeah. on during, you know, the day in between runs and in between weight sessions is just like, how can we, you know, push Team Man Elite forward, you know, through support while aligning ourselves with brands or individuals who believe in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I've been able to meet so many cool people, um, you know, through that, uh, and just been able to really kind of, uh, foster just like a love of, um, just like learning and asking questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, uh, I'm always trying to, you know, listen to a new podcast or read something new about, you know, this sort of, you know, almost like venture capital type mm -hmm. type world. And I, and I really enjoy doing that. Um, and I think like that is going to make my running so much more meaningful mm -hmm. If I can help Tin Man Elite mm. and help guys on Tin Man Elite, then all of a sudden I'm on the starting line running mm. for something more than myself. Mm. Um, and you know, knowing that there are 10 guys and girls supported behind me because of the work that me and you have been putting in. Right. Um, and yeah, that Europe series was kind of a fun little yeah. start to that where we just – we wanted to get Max to Europe. Mm -hmm. We wanted to, you know, pay for all of his expenses on the trip. And we just said, hey, like, 
we're using these products. We're going to be in beautiful Switzerland, yeah. you know, beautiful Italy racing. Um, and we're already using these companies' products. Why not basically use our platform to showcase how we use those products and in return have Max be supported and be on the trip? Yeah. And that kind of, like you said, kind of, you know, it got the light bulb went off in both of our heads of like, yeah. holy crap, like we're going to have a camp. Yeah. We have athletes represented all over the world, yeah. you know, Germany, Great Britain, Malta, US, you know, like Australia, just. And then it was like, wow, like we can offer so much to these companies mm-hmm. and we're already using their stuff. Yeah, yeah, so um, that's been really fun to, uh, you know, just kind of, um, you know, have be a little bit part of my uh, every day, you know, outside of running. But it's cool because it still is connected to running. Yeah, um, yeah I wanted to end um, with one longer question and then yeah. just a few rapid questions because yeah, yeah. I like when people do that. Yeah. Um we had all those intern applications. What advice would you give yeah. to someone who loves running, wants to create something, or wants to, you know, be entrepreneurial about their mm-hmm. journey? Like, what advice would you give to someone, mm-hmm. um, you know, in high school who is looking at, you know, what we're doing and is excited about it, or just looking at any sort of running company or yeah. something like that? Yeah, I, you know, I've learned so much being here and just taking it from my, it's so hard when I think about like, oh, we'll just have your best friend from high school be one of the best <laughs> high school runners ever. And then, and then it'll be easy. Yeah. Um, and so trying to take that and apply it to like a broad range where that's probably not the case for really anybody. Uh, one of the, I think the best things is number one, just make, make stuff. Uh, and it really doesn't matter if you're into photos, if you're into video, um, pick up your camera if you don't have a camera. I know I kind of don't like when people say like pick up your iPhone cuz you can make stuff with your iPhone. You absolutely can. But there's something about like feeling official when you have your yes. own camera. But the the type of camera doesn't really matter. Um you're able to learn about a camera pretty much on any camera that shoots both photo and video. So take that and I think the best piece of advice is just like film your team. Uh because that's all I did. Like I came in here sort of being accepted into the team and feeling like a team member and uh, everybody was comfortable with me, but there's no difference. And I think that's the beauty of Tin Man Elite is there's no real difference in the camaraderie of the team uh, and the friendships and the ability to support each other. Like all the stories that the, that the guys have here are on your high school or college running team. So just tell those stories or take photos of your friends. Like, Instead of like being intimidated, I guess, by uh, wanting to go shoot the best meet and and worrying so much about trying to find the right connection before you've actually ended up making stuff, like you're end up gonna you're just gonna stress yourself out and uh, burn yourself out. I think out of it. But if you can fall in love with the making of stuff and being super excited about the uh, amount of work or skill that's been added from your last video to your next video or your last or your last set of photos and your next set of photos and you can see that improvement and being excited about that like the rest of it's going to come as you gain more ambition as you gain more confidence uh in doing what you're doing because i think most of creating stuff and and then making connections is about confidence but you have to develop that somehow and i've developed it by just making stuff and and seeing improvement from one video to the next and getting an idea and then going out and making it. And so, yeah, just, you know, the, t- the team that you have uh, is right there for you. And that, to me, is the most obvious thing. Uh, because the status of, like, them being, becoming the best, if that's really the main goal, it's going to be really hard to get there that way. Uh, you know, I used to make GoPro videos of just, like, my, my summers, you know, at summer camp and doing whatever I was doing. Because I love being able to look back on memories I think like a lot of what I make is very nostalgic based. Mm-hmm. And I think like we found that we love the old Tin Man videos because we're able to go back and watch the in-between moments uh, because we don't need like somebody to tell us how we feel when we know how we felt in that moment and to be able to share that stuff. And so if that's what drives you, inspires you to make stuff, then just capture moments with your friends. But if what inspires you is the most beautiful cinematic uh, running sort of piece or film or, you know, a tracksmith Emily May type thing, then go out and make what you can and, you know, create your own set and take your friends there and go out and just like have fun doing it. And then you're able to look back and be like, Oh, well we can do this next time. And next time we'll bring my buddy's car so we can shoot out the back of it or we'll bring our bike. And 
that's just how you're going to fall in love with the process of doing it and um, let the rest come to you, basically. DMs, Instagram DMs are always a good place to start um, if you want to talk to somebody or learn something. But the most valuable skills you just learn yourself. Um, and then the stuff that you don't think about is what you end up learning from other people, I think. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. No, I definitely think just starting and just like mm-hmm. failing and then just like failing better and yeah, better yeah. and better until yeah. you're like, oh, okay, like I see the progress. And then you become addicted to the progress yes. and, the, and the process. And yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you can have that confidence to yeah. go out there and pitch yourself to people. And um, yeah, it's I've seen that in your own work, but, you know, with just so many other people. Um, yeah. I do want to end just – few just fun quick questions uh some rapid questions to uh you know just have everyone know you a little bit better but uh let's start with the first one what is of all the videos you made do you have a favorite or one you're most Uh, proud of it doesn't have to be a favorite just one that you're like you finished that and you're like yeah i like that video yeah i think i would probably the two like the first one that i remember being really proud of myself and it was really more from like a post-production standpoint of like how do i make how do i still make a video from this is joey's chasing sub four video because it's a great video yeah i was there to film joey which we inevitably got to last summer (laughs) crying and hugging people because he broke four for the first time and then he didn't and i was like i had so not really prepared for that even though that seems silly of me not to but i was so ready to make that video and make it so cool and just look back on joey's time as a runner uh and then it didn't happen and i was like how can this still be a story that's uh, inspirational to people and something that we can share. And I was really proud of how that one ended up coming out. Um, and some of the additional filming that I made Joey come out and film with me later, um, which I just never really did. Uh, yeah, it was like, I had a lot of ideas and it was so rewarding to be able to go and make it a full thing. Um, and then Sam's Delaware mile challenge video too. Uh, being able to go back through all of Sam's like archive footage of him, like as a little kid, middle schooler, being able to interview his parents, like that to me was like one specific story that I could, you know, just spend a lot of time on. And it was so cool to be there with him and see that moment and see an entire community celebrating like this one running achievement. It just felt like what Tim Manley is supposed to be about in making an impact on people and a running community rather than the entire community and trying to be like remembered for some person who made world championships this many times or did that. But like Sam did that, you know, and, and he can look back on that moment and be like, that's, that's a positive impact that I made. Um, so yeah, probably those two is from a, from a storytelling perspective. Um, but I also love the, uh, watch this when you hate running videos. I Mm. think like that was something I was not comfortable doing at all, but I really wanted to try something different and I've had a blast with them. And, um, we have another one coming out soon, so yeah. That's Max's escape video when he's frustrated with yeah, us. He uh-huh. can just put some of his favorite music to a track and just <laughs> exactly go well, to no, work. Well, nothing else is happening. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, okay, dream company for Tim and Elite to work with. Oh, um, we t- we've talked about Jeep a couple times. I think that's really cool. I think to like to be able to work with a car company um, and like have team cars i just think you know there's such a great like clip of your forerunner mm-hmm. um when we were up in kremlin and i and like everybody's hanging off of it and i love that so much and i'm like i think that could be cool because it yeah. encapsulates so much of what we do and mm-hmm. traveling to the house and going on workouts and stuff like that um yeah filming out of the back of the car is yeah. the ethos of Tim. like the, right. you know that's like what we do right so uh i think airbnb would be cool mm-hmm. uh because also uh, we travel all the time mm-hmm. and we've been at so many Airbnbs where so many fun memories have happened yes, too. Yeah. And I think that's such like things that just are a part of our life that enhance our lives currently to be able to work with those companies. But like, um, yeah, I, you know, Gatorade would be really yeah, yeah. cool too. Um, and if anyone has any of those contacts, yeah, hit yeah, my line. This is what I do now. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. there's like a ton of companies out there mm-hmm. that would be really fun to work with. But I think at the end of the day, the best company to work with is the one that believes in us the yeah. most. And so whether it's a technology company that we've never had a personal experience with, but they have a ton of investment in running and, you know, health or that type of thing. Like, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. the goal of where we want to be is like, be able to be a team that can be a, um, 
a model for future teams to go off of and try to, uh, you know, not just have the traditional shoe sponsor route, but be able to elevate what yeah. a professional running team can be and can do. Yeah. Just breakthrough of like what's possible and what companies yeah. are possible. It's like, you don't have to go the route of shoe company yep. or, you know, or even nutritional sponsor, yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, let's work with someone who's completely different. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, most influential, uh, media person on your work, like someone that you mm. get inspiration from. Um, I think I know the answer to this, <laughs> but I'm not sure. So go ahead. Yeah. I think like the person that made, uh, making videos cool to me was Casey Neistat. And that's that my guess. Uh, you know, it's so, <laughs> it's the answer to so many like, creatives, yeah. <laughs> especially like our age and even younger. Um, because it was taking life and making it a cool story and, and implementing certain things, uh, you know, music and ways to show a certain moment, I think was really cool. And like did it in a way that felt like it was achievable. Like yeah. it wasn't some beautiful cinematic thing. It was something that you could take normal footage with, but actually make it really cool. Um, so I love that. But also like, you know, Sam has helped me a ton in even the times he's been over my shoulder and times where I've wanted to scream at him and times where I have screamed at him. Um, he's made me much is such a, in the early days specifically, he's, he made me uh, have a lot of confidence in myself and try new things. I think I got to a point quicker than I would have. Uh, if I didn't have him, I think I would have, that progress would have come a lot slower. So definitely Sam, but there've been so many cool media people that I've been able to meet that I've always looked up to Joe Greer. It's another one. Um, where I was just a fan of what he did. And then all of a sudden we found out that he was a fan of Tin Man Elite mm -hmm. and that like blew my mind. And same with Jack Coyne too, who did a lot of work with Casey and now does um, some great, you know, man on the street shows on TikTok and Instagram. And so cool to have guys like that, that I've always looked up to be like, Oh no, I like your videos. And I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like even for them to know what they are uh, is really cool to me. And yeah, you know, it's always, you're always inspired by somebody. So yeah, it's just, yeah, just got to find them. Yeah. Just got to find them. Um, last question. You've been flirting with the idea of running a marathon. Uh, we haven't at all talked about your own running. You've been training the last few months. Yeah. What is your goal marathon time or what, you know, can you talk to us a little bit about kind of your running goals? You've got to yeah. watch everyone else chase yeah. their own running goals. And now you might have enough time yeah. to squeeze in, you know, a little bit of training for your own. So, uh, yeah, do you have uh, ambition in the marathon? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't think I ever would have wanted to run a marathon until my very first marathon, which must have been going to film Reed at Chicago mm -hmm. uh, and seeing just like the mass of people, the amount of people that got excited to see Reed, um, the f being able to stand at the finish line and, and for an hour straight see just such raw and pure and like intense emotion of celebration and, you know, dying across the line and like falling over and snot and tears and all of that. I was like, that is so insane that so many people's journeys of this really like tough thing, um, is ending in this one spot. And, uh, I was never like, I never learned about, uh, the importance of like doing hard things really like I I think Drew like knows that about me like I've always tried to I love being comfy you know like and uh even even with running like uh running to me has just been uh for a while it was like oh well, it'd be cool to do this mm -hmm. and so I'd run and run for a couple weeks and then uh, a Tin Man video would need to come out and I'd spend like a week just in a cave you know trying to edit it and I'm like wow I feel really crappy and I don't know what to do anymore um and so I think after working a lot last year, I and also being at a bunch of marathons, I was like, number one, I need to give myself the ability to uh, go through my daily life and feel good. Uh, and number two is like I've seen so many people like achieve their dreams through running a marathon that I just like have to do this myself. So I've been trying to structure my life in a way where uh, running fits in a little bit better, and I'm not just like waking up immediately and trying to work. And uh, so it's been great, like. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised how this the first few months of this year has have gone and I'm confident enough to sign up for my first marathon I think you know it's like I'm definitely not close to being ready at all right now um but I'm further along than I think I've ever been uh which is cool and exciting and like uh it's going to be really cool I'll be capturing the journey along the way I, I want to make a really cool video 
at the end of it, um, I want to be able to raise some money. And so I'm sure we'll be making a post about this pretty soon, but it should be really exciting. So the plan is to run the, the Marine Corps marathon at the end of October. So we've got some time to get there. We've got the best coach in the game right here. who's going to get me there. And so, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, thanks so much. This is really fun to yeah. sit down and talk. First time on the Tin Talk Pod. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we can do this again. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, it was a blast, man. Thank you. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> you see these beautiful shoes behind us here? Please buy uh, them. They're actually still available on the website. It's actually very cool. Uh, they're they're starting to dwindle a little bit up here. So, thank you to everybody who's bought stuff. Uh, there's stuff on the website right now. Our team essentials collection. We've got some shoes up there. So if you want to support the podcast, uh, go over there and uh, check out what we've got up on the store. The goal would be to have a new background. No <laughs> shoes. So please uh, help yeah. us with that. Yeah. yeah. The eights, eleven and a half. We've got gotcha. you.